God has delivered the children of Israel out of Egypt. God has killed Pharaoh and 600 chariots of his men by drowning them in the Red Sea. The Hebrew children are very happy. Exodus 15 Then sang Moses and the children of Israel this song unto the Lord, and spake, saying, I will sing unto the Lord, for he hath triumphed gloriously. The horse and his rider hath he thrown into the sea. The Lord is my strength and song, and he is become my salvation. He is my God, and I will prepare him an habitation, my Father's God, and I will exalt him. The Lord is a man of war. The Lord is his name. The Lord is my strength. Who is the Lord? Jesus the Word. The Word given me by God is my strength. Philippians chapter 4 verse 13. Paul says, I can do all things through Christ who strengtheneth me. Jesus is the Word. I can do all things through the Word that is given me by God in the situation at hand who strengtheneth me. Exodus 15, verse 4. Pharaoh's chariots and his host hath he cast into the sea. His chosen captains also are drowned in the Red Sea. The depths have covered them. They sank into the bottom as a stone. Verse 6. Thy right hand, O Lord, is become glorious in power. Thy right hand, O Lord, hath dashed in pieces the enemy. And in the greatness of thine excellency, thou hast overthrown them that rose up against thee. Thou sentest forth thy wrath, which consumed them as stubble. And with the blast of thy nostrils, the waters were gathered together, the floods stood upright as an heap, and the depths were congealed in the heart of the sea. The enemy said, I will pursue, I will overtake, I will divide the spoil. My lust shall be satisfied upon them. I will draw my sword, my hand shall destroy them. Thou didst blow with thy wind, 
the sea covered them. They sank as lead in the mighty waters. Who is like unto thee, O Lord, among the gods? Who is like thee in glorious holiness, fearful in praises, doing wonders? Verse 12. Thou stretched out thy hand, the earth swallowed them. Thou in thy mercy hast led forth the people which thou hast redeemed. Thou hast guided them in thy strength unto thy holy habitation. The people shall hear and be afraid. Sorrow shall take hold on the inhabitants of Palestinia. Then the dukes of Eden shall be amazed. The mighty men of Moab, trembling, shall take hold upon them. All the inhabitants of Canaan shall melt away. Fear and dread shall fall upon them. By the greatness of thine arm, they shall be as still as a stone till thy people pass over, O Lord, till the people pass over which thou hast purchased. Thou shalt bring them in and plant them in the mountains of thine inheritance in the place, O Lord, which thou hast made for thee to dwell in, in the sanctuary, O Lord, which thy hands have established. The Lord shall reign forever and ever. For the horse of Pharaoh went in with his chariot and with his horsemen into the sea, and the Lord brought again the waters of the sea upon them. But the children of Israel went on dry land in the midst of the sea. In the year 2005, maybe, I was engaged to a man, and we had gone to Albuquerque, New Mexico, to visit my cousin and her husband. We were staying at her house. Howard had the guest bedroom, and I had the sofa in the living room. Donna Faye and Thurman went to the grocery store or something and left us at the house. Somehow the subject of Pharaoh and the Red Sea came up. And Howard said Pharaoh didn't drown in the Red Sea. He was off on the bank watching the children of Israel. I said, no, that's not right, Howard. In the Bible, it says Pharaoh also drowned in the Red Sea. He said, well, that's not the way Cecil B. DeMille showed it in the Ten Commandments. I said, well, I don't really take my religious training from Cecil B. DeMille and Hollywood. 
I didn't know if Donna Faye had a Bible. I thought she did, but I didn't know where it was. And then I remembered I had one in my car. We had gone to Albuquerque in my car. So I said, I'll go out to the car. I've got a Bible in the car. He said, oh, it really doesn't matter. And I said, oh, yes, it does matter. He said he was a Christian, but the scriptures didn't really matter. The truth didn't really matter. He didn't care. But I didn't care. I went out to the car and got my Bible and brought it in and read Exodus, probably Exodus 14 and 15 to him. And then I said to him, now, what does the Bible say about Pharaoh? Did he drown in the Red Sea or not? He said, well, yeah, I guess he drowned in the Red Sea. The Lord shall reign forever and ever. Verse 19, for the horse of Pharaoh went in with his chariot. Now, do you think Pharaoh was on the chariot? Absolutely. And with his horsemen into the sea. They thought, well, if those Israelites can go in there and cross the Red Sea, we can. A lot of times people think, well, if they can do it, I can do it. You better have the word of God when you try that. For the horse of Pharaoh went in with his chariots and with his horsemen into the sea, and the Lord brought again the waters of the sea upon them, drowned them. But the children of Israel went on dry land in the midst of the sea. Verse 20, And Miriam the prophetess, the sister of Aaron, also the sister of Moses, took a tremble in her hand, and all the women went out after her with trembles and dances. And Miriam answered them, Sing ye to the Lord, for he hath triumphed gloriously. The horse and his rider hath he thrown into the sea. The children of Israel go into the wilderness heading toward the land God has promised Abraham. From that point on, they're really going to be in trouble. Moses turns to God, but they don't turn to God. At least the majority don't. So they complain about Moses. You can just imagine how bad it would be to try to travel by foot from Egypt to Jordan to the Holy Land. Verse 22, so Moses brought Israel from the Red Sea, and they went out into the wilderness of Shur, and they went three days in the wilderness and found no water. This is more than a million people walking by foot, plus all of their livestock. And when they came to Marah, they could not drink of the waters of Marah, for they were bitter. 
Therefore, the name of it was called Mara. Verse 24, And the people murmured against Moses, complained. Murmur means to complain, especially a low-level complaint behind a person's back. The people murmured against Moses, saying, What shall we drink? And Moses cried unto the Lord, and the Lord showed him a tree, which when he had cast into the waters, the waters were made sweet. There God made for them a statute and an ordinance, and there he proved them. Verse 26, And God said, If thou wilt diligently hearken to the voice of the Lord thy God, and will do that which is right in his sight, and will give ear to his commandments, and keep all his statutes, I says God, will put none of these diseases upon thee, which I have brought upon the Egyptians, for I am the Lord that healeth thee. Verse 27. And they came to Elam, where were twelve wells of water, and threescore and ten palm trees. And they encamped there beside the water. Thank you for allowing me to speak with you today. Today's music, we're playing Peter Tchaikovsky's 1812 Overture. I have a little side story on that. In 1960, I was hired to teach orchestra at Kimball High School in Dallas. They didn't have an orchestra. The principal desperately wanted an orchestra because he wanted to do Broadway musicals. He was a real showman. So they hired me. I had to build an orchestra from scratch at the high school level. It took some rather extreme measures to do this. The drama teacher wanted an orchestra, and she was very willing to help me. So the first thing she suggested was to get the most popular football player on the football team and make him MC for my orchestra, which I thought was a great idea. I mean, you can't imagine how hostile high school audiences can be. Matter of fact, this one was so hostile that they had to place guards at each aisle to keep order in the auditorium. I mean, that's pretty severe. 3,000 students. So... I thought it was a great idea to have one of the most popular people in the school come out before we opened the curtain and start introducing us and the music. 
Our first performance was at an auditorium in the school. 3,000 students were forced to come to the orchestra performance. <laughs> I mean, this is a pleasant prospect. The audience assembled. The teachers were at the end of each row guarding that row to keep order. Before the curtain ever opened, this head football player, I assume he was a quarterback, I had never seen a football game at that point in time, Raymond came out on stage, <laughs> sort of waddled like a duck in his tuxedo. You could have heard a pin drop. There was not one sound when he stepped out on that stage and they saw him. It was total <laughs> silence. The curtain opened, and on stage were 54 people that I had recruited. Every cheerleader had a violin in her hand. They were dressed in beautiful, what we used to call formals. All colors of formals, and the men in tuxedos. And the students were totally shocked. Their <laughs> mouths fell open. And they, they didn't make any sound. Raymond introduced the music one thing at a time, what we were playing. They made no sound, but they applauded at the end of each song. <laughs> at the end of the performance, I had reorchestrated the 1812 Overture so that my poor little orchestra of beginners could play it. I had really good wind players because they came from the band, but the string players were very deficient, so I had to reorchestrate everything. Well, 1812 Overture was written basically as a war memorial, and at the end of it, they have sections where Cannons explode during the music. We used boys from the ROTC unit with M1 rifles. Ten of them marched out on stage. <laughs> Not only, it was like there was no breathing from the 3,000 students. And at the end of the composition, they raised their rifles in the air as if they were pointing toward the balcony, and ten of them shot those rifles simultaneously with the music. The audience just went crazy. <laughs> they loved it. <laughs> we instantly were one of the most popular organizations on campus. So that's my memory of 1812 Overture. Peter Tchaikovsky. Overture 1812, Royal Concertgebouw Orchestra, Bernard Hightech Conductor, with the Netherlands Royal Military Band, who fires cannons at the end with the music. So I hope you enjoy it as much as my memory is enjoyable for the 1812 Overture.